0: The outside world is an intimidating place when you've been confined to your bedroom staring at your featureless ceiling for 18 months. The most mundane of experiences that everyone is familiar with are overwhelming to you. Things like driving a car, enduring landscape season, or being hunted by a pack of rabid coyotes. Good boy. But none of these are as frightening as the subject of this episode. Talking to Women I'm Jason Herderick. Last week, we looked at my backstory. This week, we're jumping ahead to 2017. I've begun my recovery and am searching for romance. In my search, I go outside of my comfort zone and into my discomfort zone. That's the name of the show. Part one. For several weeks, I had been observing a cute lifeguard at my local swimming pool. Then the day finally came when I decided to test the waters on our compatibility. I recorded the first half of this show earlier this year, and my voice has changed a lot since then. This is definitely still me though. All right, enjoy. was a cute lifeguard at the pool that I've been going to, and after 40 minutes of being in the pool, I was pretty cold, pretty tired, got about five hours of sleep last night, but I was like, no, Jason, you're doing this. I don't care. This might go terribly, but you're doing it. So I walk up to her and I say, hey, can I tell you a secret? And she says, what's that? I say, I used to be addicted to soap, but now I'm clean. Which I thought was a very clever pun, but she didn't get the pun. And I was already shivering. And then I started to worry about that I was shivering and I was coming off as anxious, which just makes everything 10 times worse. And it just sort of ended in this very awkward. I was like, oh, you don't get the pun too bad. And just walked away felt absolutely terrible about it but I gotta remind myself that getting yourself outside of your comfort zone doesn't always result in this magical image that you have of best case scenario. Sometimes it's going to go terribly and that's just part of the process. I guess I'm a little bit proud of myself for holding myself to it, I'm kind of concerned to go back to that pool now because I'm afraid I'm gonna run into her and just be a bumbling idiot all over again. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to work around that. But yeah, I'm a little bit proud of myself because I s- did what I set out to do. Is it love? I don't know. I've never felt it. But can it be? I don't know. Can't comprehend it so i was feeling a little bit vulnerable when i recorded that last monologue but i've had some time to reflect on things so let me just recap what went down i walk up to the lifeguard i'm as smooth i'm as smooth as as a smoothie and i drop a very witty joke and she just stands there confused she doesn't recognize the hilarious pun staring her right in the face and then I leave the conversation feeling like I'm the awkward one. This was clearly her fault. A a student can't ace a math test if the person grading him has, has never seen numbers before. A conversation between two people is doomed from the start if they don't speak the same language. I speak the language of puns, and she doesn't. So yeah, I blame her. And her, her, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Slow-wittedness. After sleeping on it for a few more days, I had a change of heart. I've never been someone that gives up easily. Why should my interaction with the lifeguard be any different? I clearly needed some mentoring and I knew just the person to ask. my friend andy dropped by to help me out reflecting on that last update i think i might have been a little bit harsh mm-hmm. puns don't come naturally to everybody and then i think that's something i need to respect mm-hmm. um so i i just don't want to write off potential candidates before really seeing the whole thing through Yeah. so my idea was to write a letter to show to her uh-huh um, I will hand it to her, and I just want to get your feedback on this, you know, I've been out of the game talking to girls for quite some time, so let okay. me know, uh, how about you start just reading this out loud, and then let me know what you think of it. Sure,
1: sure, okay. Dear Miss Lifeguard, I am writing to follow up on our conversation that took place on November 14th, 2017, at approximately 1.04pm at the pool facilities. <laughs> it's very exact. To refresh your memory, I have provided a transcript of our conversation below. Jason, hey, can you keep a secret? Lifeguard, what's that? Jason, I used to be addicted to soap, but now I'm clean. Lifeguard, huh? I don't get it. Jason, you don't get the pun? Lifeguard, no. Jason, oh, that's too bad. (laughs) I assume it walks away, so immediately following our exchange... I departed without providing an adequate explanation. I would like to apologize for my inconsiderate behavior. I had a very important business meeting scheduled at 1.30 p.m. that I could not afford to be late for. The objective I had outlined prior to initiating dialogue was to evoke an abundance of laughter. Upon reflection, it is evident that the intended goal was not accomplished. However, after conducting further analysis, I am confident that this objective can still be achieved. I have provided a detailed breakdown of the aforementioned pun below. Oh, God. (laughs) Line one, can you keep a secret? Analysis. The purpose of this question was to gather the attention of the subject. In ordinary social settings, the subject would anticipate sensitive material to follow. Line two. I used to be addicted to soap. Analysis. Although addiction in itself is not intrinsically humorous, The thought that someone could be addicted to soap is rather comical. The stage has been set for the climax of the joke, commonly referred to as the (laughs) punchline. This is very good. Good stuff so far. Yeah, good stuff. I like it. Line three, but now I'm clean. Analysis. The phrase pertains to the two independent meanings. Clean, which is an adjective, meaning no longer dependent upon addictive substances. And number two, free from foreign or extraneous matter the significance of the sentence uh, changes dramatically depending on which method is intended definition number one i implied that i no longer i'm no longer dependent on pond soap the substance i was formerly addicted to definition two i indicated that i am free of foreign or extraneous matter soap is a common substance used for washing and cleansing purposes being dependent upon soap would, in all likelihood, result in this outcome. It's <laughs> very true. You would yeah. be clean, so right. to speak. <laughs> the pun is typically considered humorous because both meanings of the word clean are true at the same time. I hope that this clears up any misunderstandings. If you have any further questions, please do not hesitate to contact me. Warmest regards, Jason Herder. So, what do you think? uh again very detailed it seems almost like uh uh god it's almost like a a business proposal or something
0: well yeah i guess i haven't done any writing in quite a while and the one i used to do was you know engineering work Mm -hmm. so
1: Mm -hmm. very formal
0: yeah so do you think i should give her the letter
1: yeah i guess you could give her the letter
0: andy was on board with the idea I asked a few other friends for their opinions. It was pretty good, I liked it. So you think that she would really enjoy getting this? Very likely, yes. Very good, very well put together letter. Thank you. I think you've covered all the main points and I think you've definitely uh, defined the joke as it should be.
1: I think it's good. I think uh, I would add an example of another pun. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That way, like, if you explain how this one works, maybe you just give her a second one. Yeah. And then you ask her to see if she finds this one appropriate and funny. Everyone was on the same page.
0: I was about to deliver the letter when my friend Fiona dropped by. She read through the letter and provided me with feedback.
2: I think I know the definition of soap very well. (laughs)
0: Because of how I outlined it, yep.
2: Yes, I think you did a very good job analyzing the context of your pun.
0: It was nice to hear this. But then the conversation took an unexpected turn.
2: I think it may make her feel stupid if you were to actually give it to her.
0: Do you think that she would like receiving a letter like this? Do you think that that would make her perhaps be romantically attracted to me?
2: Um, no.
0: (laughs) So so you don't think that there's a future with me and Miss Lifeguard?
2: No, not if you're going to send the letter. I think you should start by getting Miss Lifeguard's name and maybe replacing Miss Lifeguard with her name before you send a letter
0: do you think if I hired a private detective to go and find out her name somehow you know perhaps if he found out where she lived and was able to check her mail and then get her name from that would that be would that be like a good way to continue?
2: No no that that now just made it even more creepy
0: These words hit me like a ton of bricks. Maybe Fiona was right. Maybe I'd been listening to the wrong people. I'd only asked men for advice. Men who, like me, knew absolutely nothing about girls. My sister has been a girl for almost 30 years, so I asked for her input.
2: Okay, I feel like I feel like she's gonna call the police if she gets this from you.
0: are you Are you sure?
2: I feel like you're taking it too far.
0: I thought that I—I I was under the impression that girls like it when you're persistent.
2: I—I I think you go. I think you take that persistence to a new level.
0: You're—you're you're, you're kind of turning my world upside down right now, Lisa. I—I
2: I just think it's almost too detailed of an explanation, and I think maybe you should have gone a different route and just given her a whole bunch of
0: one-liners. That that is another approach. Oh, maybe what I could do is I could write her like ten different letters and explain ten different one-liners.
2: But I feel like you don't need to explain it in this level of detail. I feel like she might be offended, and she may think that you're calling her stupid.
0: I I, I wasn't ex- I wasn't anticipating this type of response.
2: I'm sorry. I think we have to set up your online dating profile again.
0: Back to the drawing board.
2: Yep. Back to Tinder.
0: Back to Tinder. Thank you for your advice today, Brian. This was lovely having you on. Thank you for being here. Thank me for being here? (laughs) This is my house. Of course I'm here. You me
1: You the love, I the mail from her I'm completely crazy. I'm hard to love.
0: Part Two How I Almost date My Cousin, but not really. Before we go there, a quick update on my life. I'm recording this on June 17th, 2018. Just over a year ago, my health was at its worst. I was in excruciating pain every day. I was so weak that just simply getting out of bed would leave me out of breath. My mom and dad began spoon-feeding me when I became unable to do so myself. I couldn't sit, couldn't chew solid foods, I couldn't talk louder than a whisper. I was confined to the top floor of my parents' house. This energetic, poetic person that I used to be was no more. It's a fading memory. Hey, that rhymes! This energetic, poetic person that I used to be is no more it's a fading memory I should be a rapper life was really really shitty to put it lightly then around this time last year things began to turn around I got a new medical team we made some adjustments to my medication I gradually introduced exercise one week I would walk back and forth in my upstairs hallway a hundred times per day. The next week, 110 times per day. A month later, I went for my first walk outdoors in over two years. Four months after that, I'm going on 30 minute walks around the neighborhood and I'm walking in a local swimming pool three times per week. On one of those occasions, I tried to strike up a conversation with a lifeguard. Which you guys, well you guys heard how that went. Since then, things have only gotten better. I've added Tai Chi and swimming to my routine. I can tolerate sitting for brief periods. I've started driving, cooking, and gaining back my independence. I still battle with chronic pain, fatigue, and insomnia on a daily basis, but it's much more manageable now. With all of these changes, I decided that it was time to throw myself headfirst into the online dating world. I downloaded four different dating apps, sent out hundreds of messages, got a bunch of phone numbers, set up some coffee dates, and got stood up. A lot. Alright, I build on one or two as well, but I had a legitimate excuse. I was watching Rick and Morty. Now, when it came time to actually go on a date, I was having some anxiety. Okay, that's a bit of an understatement. I was freaking out. I was terrified that I'd have another panic attack, like the one I had while talking to the lifeguard. On top of that, I didn't know how to bring up my health situation without scaring everyone off. I am a 28-year-old suffering from chronic pain, I live with my parents, and I have no financial security. That's not the type of guy that every woman dreams about meeting. The incessant worries I had were all for nothing though. After a couple of dates that went okay, I met someone and we connected right away. During our first date, I opened up to her about how nervous I was, and she responded with a sigh of relief like, Yes! I'm not the only one! She even felt comfortable enough around me to make fun of my appearance. I would have been insulted, but in her defense, I was wearing a winter coat with super bright neon green sunglasses and two left-handed leather gloves. I could really use a fashion supervisor. On our first date, we sat by the waterfront and just talked for hours. We talked about what it was like growing up with older siblings, our journeys through adulthood, and the disappointing reality of being a Toronto sports fan. At one point, she interrupted me mid-sentence because she was wondering if a man standing on the other side of the park was a statue or a human. So we just stared at him for a couple of minutes, until he eventually moved. We have been in a happy relationship for months now. We go on hikes together, cook together, and just really enjoy each other's presence, regardless of what we're doing. My girlfriend is attractive, funny, and thoughtful. She sees past my illness, and really just values me as a person. I've been dating my girlfriend for about a month at the time. She's telling her mom about me, and mentions my last name. Her mom's like, huh, Herderick. How did her mom recognize my last name, you ask? Well, you are not going to believe the answer to that question. Our moms were really close friends back in the 70s. Why? Okay, that's pretty cool. But how did they become friends? Well, what comes next is going to blow your mind. Before my mom met my dad, she nearly got married to my girlfriend's uncle. Like, what are the chances that two separate generations of our families would intersect like this? If I was looking for a sign that we were meant to be together, that us getting matched on OK Cupid was some kind of cosmic divine intervention to rekindle the love and restore unity between our families, this would be it. But I'm not superstitious. And it turns out that she was a psychopath. She stalked me and took locks on my hair while I was asleep. So I dumped her. Just kidding. Back to my relationship. Everything seemed like it was going great up until this past Wednesday. We were out for a walk after dinner and she broke up with me. She said that we're at different stages of our life and she wants to start a family soon and wants to be with someone that can provide her with financial stability. My situation has, has too much uncertainty. When she broke up with me, I was, which was five days ago, I was feeling a lot of different emotions. At first I was really feeling a lot of anger because I had, I had started this conversation up about a month ago. And she just kind of brushed it off. She was saying how she's at the beginning of her career as well. And she totally understands my situation. And she just seemed to brush it off as though it wasn't a big deal to her. I was I was wondering also, like, why were we making plans together this entire summer? Like, we were making plans for the July and August long weekend, which are a month and two months away. Hey, it's Jason calling. Um... Listen I know that things kind of ended abruptly the other day and I was caught completely off guard by things. You know, I had strong feelings for you and yeah it just really caught me off guard, everything. On another level, I I understand. I, I understand. Like we clearly are at different stages of our lives she's moving up in her career while i'm working on this podcast and i really don't know if this is going to be financially sustainable for me the long term and i don't know when i'll be ready to return to work as an engineer if that's what i decide to do while i'm hurt by everything and how quickly things just ended I do understand your situation. I understand how you need to look out for yourself, first and foremost. But it just, it really hurts. It hurts a lot right now. And I think part of it is just my confidence has really taken a hit. This was something I was really worried about going into dating and it seems like it really is an issue. And I'm having all those feelings of anxiety and feeling undesirable all over again. I just want to wish you luck with everything.
1: I enjoyed this time. I enjoyed the time that we spent
0: together. And anyway, thank you. Take care. Bye. So right now I'm really feeling some post breakup blues, which I know are totally natural. I want to take a look at some of the positives that I can take away from this. As I mentioned, a year ago, I was bedridden. If you had told me a year ago that I would have been physically well enough to date, I would have, I would not have believed you. It didn't seem possible. I couldn't have even imagined it. And I, so another take, another positive, just being in a relationship again was a, it was a learning experience. I I really, I rediscovered how being with a partner can make me feel more complete, like more whole. Now, while we had a great relationship, there was always this lingering question in my mind. Did I like her because we had a strong connection, or because someone was there for me for the first time in four years? Now I've got a chance to answer that question. I have not wasted any time. The day after she broke up with me, I just went and downloaded the same dating apps I'd used before. This time around, I'm going to try to start a conversation on what we're both looking for earlier on. Not the, not the first or second date, but maybe around the fourth or the fifth. I don't know if these dating apps are the solution I need. Maybe I'll meet the woman of my dreams the old fashioned way. Perhaps I've already met her and she's waiting for me to make the next move. The truth is that I'll never find out if I don't put myself out there. Hey, how's it going?
2: Hey, uh, good. How are you?
0: Um, To be honest, I'm a little bit frustrated.
2: Why? What's going on?
0: Well, I went by the pool a couple of times this week, but but she wasn't there.
2: Who wasn't there?
0: Uh, The lifeguard.
2: Which lifeguard?
0: Y- you know, Miss Lifeguard? Oh,
2: this again? What? Jason, I don't think you should specifically go to the pool just looking for this lifeguard. I feel like it's a little creepy that you're doing that. She probably doesn't work there
0: anymore. She doesn't work there anymore. I'm so stupid. If she doesn't work there anymore, then that would mean that the only way I could track her down Jason. is if I go to the pool and talk to the manager. They would still have her employment records.
2: Jason, you are not doing. Lisa, that. but what if she's no been thinking No girl actually going to talk to you if you literally. Okay, Lisa.
0: Her. The pool actually closes down in about 20 minutes, so no, Jason, I gotta run. Jason, 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 do you, not Lisa. go to the pool. Jason. Is yours. I'm never giving up. Thank you for listening. This show was hosted and produced by myself, Jason Herderick, with help from Justin Meriden. Dan Samosh is our external consultant. A special thanks to all of my guests, Andy, Boyan, Evan, Yvonne, Fiona, and my sister Lisa, for being here. This podcast uses many sounds from Freesound. You can see the full list in the show notes at discomfort.fm. Next episode, I sit down with Lisa for a one-on-one conversation about my illness, how it brought us closer together and our use of humor as a coping mechanism. If you like the show, tell your friends about it and make sure you hit that subscribe button. You can also rate and leave a review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listened. If you'd like to get in touch with me, my handle on social media is dzonepodcast. Until next time, take care.